If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. And descending listeners, it's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we're excited to bring you another edition of your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by Lancaster University, the only British university campus in all of West Africa. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'll be your host for today. I'm smiling so broadly because we're enjoying the song um, off air and until we started again. Thank you so much to Doreen. I'll probably stay a few minutes after the show just to enjoy the song. Doreen, thank you so much uh, for ushering us into Masterclass today. You're welcome to today's show. Um, we're here again in the studio uh, with our favorite friend of the show, I like to call him, Mr. Martin Atafin, CEO of AfriConsulty. Shared the last eight weeks, I think, it's been with us talking about leadership and the various aspects of it. Last week, we looked at the personal development plan. The week before that, we looked at the personal brand. Today, we're going to be looking at leadership and employee engagement. We said earlier on in the, in, in the show that leaders are a function of their followers and followers are a function of their leaders. And therefore, if you have a problem with the people you're leading, take a step back and take a look at the way you're leading them. If you're also an employee or a follower and you have a problem with your boss, take a look at the way you're following him. Probably you're also contributing to how he's, he's reacting. In all of this, we learn lessons and we become better for it. Like I always say here on the show, life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. And therefore, let's learn and let's share experiences most importantly. When we do get interactive, let's pick up that phone. Give us a call. Share your personal experience in your personal company. How are you managing your leadership or how is your leader conducting themselves? These days you hear Mass talk about 360-degree leadership and assessment. You assess me, I assess you, and let's find out how we can grow together. 
in this leadership conversation, we've shared a few thoughts about um, people of renown who have shared some wonderful thoughts. And I'll just share um, one quick one. This one is from Lao Chu. Lao Chu is an ancient Chinese philosopher. And he says that knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is a strength. But mastering yourself is true power. When I talk about mastering yourself, it reminds me of Taka Awari. Taka, good afternoon to you. Taka, when she was here on the show talking about, about leadership, also talked about leading oneself. To lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. Martin, you're welcome to today's conversation. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. um, last week, I promised not to talk too much. <laughs> and uh, a colleague of mine was listening. So when I, at some point, he actually texted me during the show and said, you said you are not going to talk too much. And you are talking too much. <laughs> So I'm going to hold it here. Quick recap for those of our listeners who missed out on the conversation yeah. last week. I, I know you can't help it. You have a lot in you. I can't so help it. It has to come out. <laughs> but I, I promise I'll try and keep quiet today. Great, great, great. Yes. Uh, you see, um, so far we've, 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 we've done a lot. We've talked a lot last week. And I like what you mentioned with regards to Lao Tzu, that we, you need to know yourself and master yourself. So that is what our focus on last week was. Mm-hmm. Knowing yourself, that is doing the assessment and then mastering yourself, that is developing your plan in order to intentionally be able to develop yourself uh, as a leader. Mm-hmm. Because no one can make you a leader unless you make yourself one. And that means that if you don't take the, make the effort to get into the leadership situations and lead your people properly, you would not be a leader because we have leaders and we have those who lead. And those who lead are the ones who inspire people to deliver. So that's what we did last week. Right. So coming into this week, employee engagement, that's a big area. That's a big conversation. In a lot of conversations today, people are looking at engaging employees more. In fact, there was a conversation I had this morning with um, a school in South Africa on training for man, for, for managers. Yes. And one of the very significant thoughts they shared was that people come for interviews these days and the question they ask after everything, after having passed the competency test, is do you have flexible working hours? And by flexible working hours, they mean can I come in three times a week? Can Absolutely. I come in four times a week? Absolutely. Hitherto, we used to say most of our economies were um, subsistence economies, and therefore people needed the job. The market forces were in favor of the employer. Today, there are people who walk away from a job because you don't have flexible hours. They're not going to wear a suit, and a suit and a tie and come and sit there for 12 hours a day. Absolutely. No. So if you don't allow them to work from home or to work in a flexible way, they walk away. They walk away. That's true. And the dynamics are yes. changing. And, and that's, that can be, I'm sure that's frightening and confusing for job owners. It, and and it, it's one of the things that COVID has left us with. Yeah, absolutely. So as we and, talk about employee engagement, mix up all of these things for us <laughs> and give us understand. perspective. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. In fact, you, you hit the nail on the head. And that gives you the reason why you should engage your employees mm-hmm. even more. I mean, now the discussion is on not only employee engagement, it's on inclusion is on diversity, is on collaboration, is on belonging. Mm. And all of that put together will supercharge your employees to be able to work satisfactory, satisfactorily and also to perform. And with what you are mentioning, in fact, the world of work is changing. Or let me say it has changed. And that, that is no secret. It, the changes came with a new millennium. There is increased competitiveness. So organizations that thought they had monopolies, all of those ones 
are breaking mm. and and the, the the world is becoming much smaller so com- competitiveness cuts across borders and everything so it's important to keep your company at the at the top uh, out there they are outsourcing operations over here even in ghana here artificial intelligence uh, uh, machine learning uh, people are writing bots that should be able to do work that uh, people will, will normally do yeah. so what the world of work is changing um, then COVID came people appreciated how to use technology to work and also to be able to work from home mm-hmm. flexi hours as you mentioned it so remote working technological changes the, the world has actually changed and if you if we try to draw a line it means we have changed from the traditional space to a more high flexibility environment when the structures used to be hierarchical now it's more a networked matrix structure. Mm-hmm. So you are reporting to someone who is more like your colleague, are reporting to someone who is two steps away, you are reporting to someone next door. It isn't straight to your direct report mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. All of those things are changing. Systems, as I mentioned, are changing from maintenance mode where you needed to maintain the system that you have to a more learning environment because the same system you are using today will learn how to work with other other environments and then re- and then recreate itself so systems are actually recreating themselves we are getting to a more learning approach processes are moving from plans and budgets to programs and projects and so on and so forth you can talk about uh, um, even the HR people uh, people are focused on being career-based now it is more <coughs> talent-based mm-hmm. when people are recruiting right now they are not saying that let me recruit you and teach you how to do the work. They want people who will t- come, sit down, and start doing the work. So they are looking at what talent are you bringing to the table. You know, then leadership is now changing from controlling to now facilitating, coaching, and things like that. And that is where there's emphasis on on uh, um, uh, emotional intelligence. So you see, the, and the whole focus is changing. The environment is changing. Work is becoming less routine and less transactional. And, you know, the greater the competitive forces around you and the more volatile the environment becomes, that is where leadership is needed even more. You see, and just to add to that, even in this um, engagement I talk about with the School of South yes. Africa, one of the things they've, they've been teaching us is how to think unconventionally. I Absolutely. mean, you ask yourself, but I've been thinking since I was a child. So, for example, if you're a financial institution and you were giving funding to a company to start business, they're asking you to go beyond the cash flows, go beyond the direct return on investment, go beyond the securities and the guarantees, the guarantees. go beyond the regulatories. Now begin to ask yourself things about sustainability. So what are they producing? Exactly. How is it affecting the local environment? Exactly. Are they inclu- improving the livelihood of the people there? And these were hitherto considerations that, that did, not did not matter. It didn't concern you in the bank at all. In the, in the, in the final decision making. But today they're saying, think about these things. So you're right. Everything is changing everywhere. Everywhere. And you, you either change with it or you become obsolete. Exactly. So yeah. the old business models and outdated management does not fit in the current environment. And let me even tell you even more why things are changing. Even the workforce, global workforce is changing. Mm. So right now, the, the population is aging. There are more women in the lead, which excites me, mm-hmm. you know. And, and there's, there's, I talked about diversity and inclusion, but there are skill, education, and socioeconomic gaps that you need to be able to pay attention to, which has changed entirely. And then the, the biggest part is the fact that now we are working with our four or five generations. 
the, mm-hmm. the, the, the boomers are still in existence. <laughs> I think we should go through them just for the purpose of uh, uh, emphasis. I know that our, our business owners know them. Yes. Uh, they, okay. They've been taught in different management trainings, but let's just go through them, if you will. Okay, great. I mean, uh, maybe I'll focus on, on, on the five that we are, we are talking about, mm-hmm. but just to, to mention the, what's the, the, the World War II, the post-war, mm-hmm. and then the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. The baby boomers are broken down into one and two. And the baby boomers were those who were born in 55 to 1964. Mm-hmm. So that means that they will be between the ages of 58 and to 67. Yeah. So some of them are still at, some baby boomers are still at work. If especially, uh, uh, although uh, retiring age is 60, some extent to 65, mm-hmm. those who have their own private companies can even go further. And then come the Generation X, mm-hmm. who were born between 65 and 1980, mm-hmm. who are like between 42 and 57. Yeah. And uh, those ones are pretty much the core of the working class right now. Yeah. Now, there's a gap between Generation X and then the millennials, mm-hmm. who came with a different... Approach. Approach and, uh, entirely. And these are born between 81 and 96. Mm-hmm. Those were more technologically savvy. Those were, you know, in, uh, uh, people keep talking about born before computers. And, you know, these ones, they were born uh, into, into, the, into the computer <laughs> age. By the time they yeah. came, Mavis Beacon and Lotus and things had long... Uh, they were long gone, <coughs> long gone. And then finally, the Generation Z also came. Yeah. And these are... Uh, also now becoming working class. I mean, they are between the ages of 10 and 25. Some of them are already working. Yeah. Yes. Now, I will put Generation Z and the, the millennials together mm-hmm. and tell you some of the characteristics that is confusing the people who are leading them right now. These ones are the desire to have a meaning in life. Even work has to have meaning. If it doesn't have meaning for them, they won't, they won't stay. They have a motivation to contribute to the world. They are, they are highly educated or hunger for more education. Unlike the baby boomers, age, somebody would have probably a certain certificate and if work with it. If you're able to get a certificate and get a first degree, work with it's it for fine. life. Yes, exactly. Now, they appreciate cultural diversity, a desire for their own personalized experience. Mm. They are less. Uh, 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 they, I mean, they are, they are more interdependent, more entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. more communicative, more competitive, and, and more motivated by security. If they don't feel secure, they, they, they would leave. They're driven by career and financial goals. If you keep telling them, I'll suck you, I'll suck you. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. And they'll find something somewhere. And in fact, it's easier for them, to, because they're more entrepreneurial, to set up something yeah. and start moving. And the interesting thing is that for them, interconnectedness is not just online, it's offline as well. Yes. But they are connected on all the social media platforms. If they want to do anything, it can be done on social media without speaking to anybody else. And the advantage of space and time Absolutely. Is, is, is towards them because it's, now they can sit here and see what's going on. It doesn't have to be after three or four days before you find out this happened in Kumasi yesterday. They will know. The and moment they, it happens, they know it's exactly. all about the place. Exactly. You know? But the most interesting part is that they are, they are always working on a side hustle. Mm. So if in those days you are saying that this person is moonlighting and he's doing this and he's not having time, that's why somebody wants to see if he can work only three times. Because there's a side hustle. In fact, majority of them are working in that space. Mm. So you'll find that that gives a challenge with the, the, the leaders and the people that are supposed to be following them. The traditional systems. The traditional systems, because that is what we are used to. Mm. Now, again, if you're in the HR space, you realize that 
all, all the time, CEOs, uh, uh, executive HR people are saying, we cannot find the right skills. We are not getting people. You know, some of them have asked me, aren't there people who can be able to do this job I'm looking for? At the, at the same time, we say there's unemployment. There's a whole horde of people who are mm-hmm. sitting home. Mm-hmm. The issue is, where is the gap? You know, where is the gap? And so, because of that, um, um, job satisfaction is also declining because people will come, do the job, mm-hmm. and take off. It's like, this is not the job for me. Yeah. But the organizations are still looking for people to work for them. And that is where the, the, challenge, that the challenge comes. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes a, an organization to be successful? The question I'll ask at the moment. Every organization wants to win in, in the marketplace and also win with its workforce. Mm-hmm. And that will be successful. And this is, uh, let me say, this is a methodology. I need to acknowledge that it's a methodology from Free to Grow in South Africa. Uh, we work closely with Free to Grow. We represent them here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So and that is where we picked up all our employee engagement uh, uh, detail from. Source declared. <laughs> exactly. No plagiarizing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so um, basically, um, to win with your, your in a marketplace, it means that your customers must choose you. Yeah. Good. And if your customers must choose you, it means that you need to, you are going to give them a certain brand promise. And you remember when we talked, spoke about that brand? Your brand mm-hmm. is your promise, is your reputation. So, your brand promise should be less than or equal to your customer, the customer experience. Or let me say the customer experience should be greater than or equal to the brand promise. Mm-hmm. That way, it means that the customers, what the ex- customer experiences should even be better than whatever yeah. you're promising them. And that is what will make them continue to choose you. Mm-hmm. And that is what you will consider as the customer value proposition. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that doesn't work by itself. It is the people who have to create that. So you have to win with your people as well. So you have to win in the workplace. So that means that you have to also now be able to make sure sure your people are connected with their hearts and their minds Mm -hmm. in the organization for them to work and and be supercharged to do the work that they have to do. Mm -hmm. That's one plus their employee experience. So now I'm connected with my mind and my heart. What do I experience in the organization? Mm -hmm. That will make me either stay or go. Yeah. So that plus the employee experience would also give you the employee's value proposition. Mm-hmm. So now when you connect the employee's value proposition to the uh, customer value proposition, then you win in the marketplace. Okay. So you, re- you remember that we, we mentioned that if you're leading employees, they're either willing or unwilling they're either able or unable, and then you use a certain style to be able to deal with them. So now this is pretty much working on on that premise, helping them to move them to be willing and able Mm -hmm. to do do the work, to get the right experience. Because uh, um, a a quote that I picked somewhere says that a person who feels appreciated will always do what uh, more than what is expected. Mm-hmm. So when you work on him, make him feel appreciated, he will do more. And Bob Nelson also said, you get the best effort from others, not by lighting a fire between them, but by building a fire within them. Mm-hmm. Then they do more, and then they burn even harder. So what is employee engagement? That's actually very profound. You get the best effort from others, 
not by lighting a fire beneath, beneath them, them but, but by building a fire within, within them. them. Exactly. So, but if you think about it, and if a lot of our leaders would think about it right now, if you go back, you realize that a lot of the time we light the fire beneath them. It's exactly. Like, hey, <laughs> do it, do it, do, do it, do it, fire it with a stick, you know? you know. A stick, the stick, you know. But if you light the fire within the person, it burns, and then it makes the person feel like doing even more. I see. It's very, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, so what, all we are saying is that it, this employee engagement will happen when an employee gets the personal satisfaction in the role that he's playing and sees that he's contributing to the organization. Yeah. So focusing on personal satisfaction, what gives him that personal satisfaction? Those are some of the things that we need to be thinking about. And that personal satisfaction now all built into a culture. It doesn't have to be a touch and go. Mm-hmm. It has to be a culture in the organization that makes anyone who comes in get that personal satisfaction to be able to uh, um, drive, to be driven and do what they have to do. So, you know, the culture has to become a habit. So already you have to provide the aligned direction. You have to, the the leadership has to be visible and consistently engaging. Um, The team has to be engaged to be able to execute, and that fits into your uh, processes and uh, procedures. If you have proper, excellent processes, then the culture is actually fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was, there was some uh, research that went on to find out about the really desired culture of, uh, um, of work and where the culture of work is right now for a lot of CEOs. They all desire, but they all know that there's a huge gap. The litmus test shows exactly. the deficit. Exactly. There's a huge, a huge gap. So everybody knows there's a gap that needs to be filled. And in fact, there's also a gap, as we mentioned earlier on, between the leaders and the employees. And if you ask the question, why? It's probably because some, sometimes, you know, the leaders themselves are either disengaged themselves, you know, because of the baggage that they are carrying, or they are engaged but, and, and, and have intention uh, to engage their, their teams, but they are not doing that. Yeah. Or the employees uh, are also working because... They have to, not because they want to. Because right now, for example, people will take on jobs because now uh, COVID and everything, no, look, the, yeah. the people are saying there's no job, so I'll take it like that. So I'll take it even though I'm being paid 500 CDs a month, I'll take it like that. I'll take it, but I, 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 you know, I have to work almost like uh, uh, 20 hours a day, you know, that kind of thing, but you're not happy. So you find out there's still a gap. And then it's almost like, you push people to come and work. You don't really care whatever baggage they have. And so that issue about emotional intelligence plays heavily in this aspect mm-hmm. to be able to build a bridge of the current culture and then the desired culture. There's a, a statement here that says, employees that are committed to the organizations give more effort and are less likely to resign or leave than employees who consider themselves disengaged. So those who are disengaged, their feet are one step out of the door. Slippery feet. Yeah. Probably some of them haven't gone because they have not found anything better. Mm. And But you, the leader, will be the last to know. You know? And if I, I mean, I think I, I, I am familiar with a situation where in a particular institution, 
I think in 2013 it was, the leader woke up one morning and the entire team had resigned. The entire team. And I think they were so um, pained by what was going on that they talked to each other and helped each other find places in other institutions. And they all decided to leave on the same day. On the same day. And you just to show the leader a certain <laughs> and they all resigned on the same day. Exactly. Shows up at work and your entire team. So you see how essential employee engagement is. You know, um, we, uh, we always tend to this uh, Hesbeck's two-factor theory. Mm-hmm. You know, um, looking at the hierarchy of needs, there's uh, Hesbeck looks at hygiene factors mm-hmm. and motivators. Mm-hmm. Now, this also aligns to if you re- remember task orientation, relationship orientation. Yeah. Now, the enablers for the task orientation, salary, technical supervision, company policies and working procedures, interpersonal skills, working conditions, those ones enable the task orientation. So mm-hmm. um, the, you've given him the work. That is the technical part. This is what you are, I'm, I'm going to give you for doing this work for me. Yeah. Okay. But then now you need to build a relationship. You need to consider achievement, recognition, mm-hmm. responsibility, advance, even the work itself. You know, mm-hmm. so if you don't have that in mind, then you would be focused on the task part mm-hmm. and say, "I pay you this amount, deliver it." If you are, then you too, you will say, "I'm supposed to work up to five o'clock. It's five p.m. Mm-hmm. Everything shut. I'm gone." You know, and I remember. You, what, and you hear lots of that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> then you know that there's a challenge. People are getting disengaged yeah. because they're just there for that. You know, and and or otherwise you will get to the situation where our former president mentions of that. Are people pretending to work? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so you also pretend to pay them. <laughs> you also pretend to pay them. You know, but let us even advance it a little further. It is the leaders who are supposed to put in. You know, the direction, the strategic direction, the priorities, the business philosophies, and the organizational values. That will come maybe, let's say, from the executive leaders. So executive leaders, first, this is what you need to put in place. Mm-hmm. Then uh, those are called the leaders of leaders, you know, will now come in and put in you know, uh, um, standards and systems and, and an engaging leadership style to make yeah. things work, you know, communication channels, etc. And after you have put that one in, now the two things we talked about earlier on, task, uh, hygiene factors and motivators. The hygiene factors will be the physical environment, the remuneration, the work environment, systems and procedures, skills and tools, you know, those needs to be paid attention to and they have to be the right fit for the people who are coming in you know um because of profitability a lot of the time uh, maybe we want, we want to look at the numbers and say mm, let us reduce this one a little bit and not pay people what they have but <laughs> people that is not really the motivators for anybody to stay mm-hmm. but if you can afford it it's best to keep people within a certain salary band. So a lot of the time what we do is we actually will do a, a, a salary survey. People who work in this industry mm-hmm. at this level, what do you... Like a benchmark kind of like thing. Like a benchmarker kind of thing. And then you can decide that, okay, at this time we cannot afford it, so we will pay within the second quartile of all the people in the industry. 
but we'll work ourselves towards the first quartile and be the people who pay pay the best or that kind of thing. Okay. But most most um, business owners need to hear and understand this because this is where the world is going. Now, the focus is not so much on technical competency. It's on all the other things which are which hitherto were not so important, on sustainability, on things that are almost intangible, things that you can't touch. Things How that you, you can't touch. Feel. I mean, here is this thing you're quoting about people, if you, if, you know, um, lighting a fire within people. I think this was by Bob Nelson. Yes, Bob Nelson. Be- within them instead of beneath them. I think that if you're looking at... Um, Hesbeck's theories. Yes. How your employee feels is greatly linked to that. To the level of productivity. Absolutely. And therefore, disengagement or otherwise. It's a a clear fact. So, if you treat them well, they will produce more and there'll be more in the kitty. If you are protecting the kitty to their detriment, it's a recipe for disaster because it's a downward trend. Now you're protecting the little that's in there. More is not coming in because you're restricting everything. They're also disengaged and they're giving only what they can give until they leave. It becomes a drain. At that point, you're not being profitable. It's a weight on you. I have experienced that personally and you have no idea Mm. how it feels. You know, I'll share this with you. Um, In 2016, Mm. um, I lost my wife. We had done the funeral and everything, you know. But it took so much to be able to bear. Mm. But then when you go to work, the focus is on targets. <laughs> what are you bringing? The clients. What, what, what? You know, that kind of thing. It's, it's, a, it's like nobody really sat down to ask, it's a year gone. How are you feeling about this? Okay. How are you still, you know, just for you to be able to say, okay, right now I'm ready to go out yeah. and then get a client. Yeah. And if you have your team carrying such a baggage, I mean, the whole organization suffers because if the, 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 the weakest link will bring down the entire, entire organization. You're only as strong so, as your weakest link. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. So I, I know exactly what I'm talking about when I say if you don't engage your people, mm-hmm. you don't know the baggage they're carrying, you would not be able to move the organization. You know, you'll not be able to lead them the way you want yeah. to lead them. So, yeah. so get involved. What we're saying is that get involved. As a leader, you want to engage your staff. Get involved. Don't just sit in your office and play boss. Get involved. Get down there. Understand. This person is a high flyer. They've been performing. Suddenly, they're not performing. Don't throw the book at them. Find out what's going on. They're probably going through a personal situation that Absolutely. prevents them from doing that. Because yeah. like Bob Nelson says, if you're able to touch them in a place that matters and light the fire within them instead of beneath them, yes, they'll become more valuable to you. To you. Exactly. Much more valuable. Much more valuable. So now, after dealing with the physical environment, now you have to come and deal with the, the, the psychological environment. And the psychological environment is all the other things, purpose, belonging, uh, meaningful work, part- uh, being uh, participative, mm-hmm. you know, growth and development, recognition, all of those things. We'll go through those uh, one by one, just so that we can get all the information out. But I'd like us to take a quick message. Um, from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive and we open the phone line so that our listeners can talk to us. We take a quick message right now. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook, 
via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on the Superstation Joy 99.7. Today we continue our conversation on leadership, but with a focus on employee engagement, employee engagement. There's always a lot of issues coming out of there, and even more so with all the changes that have been brought on by the onset of COVID. One of the things that COVID has left us in all of the changes is that even the employee now is beginning to change, beginning to have a choice. Just like the customer is changing, the employee is also changing, and therefore questions are being asked. Can I do flexi hours? Can I work from home? things that are traditional are no longer working. We're being asked to look at the things that hitherto did not waste so much in the decision-making process. Now we're looking at them. What's your personal experience in your own company? We'd like to hear your thoughts, your personal experience. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. 0302216541. What is your employee engagement situation at work like? How is it helping? Do you need help? What is what are you doing right? What can you share with other people? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. That's zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Send those comments on WhatsApp and we'll be happy to read them here in the studio. Goyle also has some great news for us. Just remind you that today's show is brought to us by Goyle and also by Lancaster University. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Igedia. Lancaster University, the only British university campus in all of West Africa. So the good news that Goyle has for us is that if you have any motor vehicle of any kind, you can enjoy discounts on lubricants at all Goyle stations, up to 3 pesos per litre discount on all fuel purchased as well. Amazing discounts on every purchase that you make and every Goyle station. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Igedia. So phone lines are now open. Pick up that phone. Today we want to hear from you. We want to have a conversation with you. Employee engagement. How are you handling it at work as a business owner? As an employee, how is your employee engagement going at work? What are the experiences you have? How can we make it better? Are you engaged? Are you disengaged? Um, there was a survey I read that said there were some people in a particular organization who were actively disengaged. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's, just, that's we, like describing it. <laughs> yeah, actively, like 12% of the staff within a certain period, we're actively, actively disengaged. disengaged. Good. I mean, you're paying salary for nothing. Seriously. And, and, and as we go along, I'll, I'll break that one down also for you, for you to see. Let's share some more thoughts as we wait for our phone lines to ring. Okay. Excellent. So, so we, we were talking about uh, the model where the executive leaders were supposed to provide direction, strategic priorities, business philosophies, etc. Then the leaders of leaders will pro- provide aligned uh, uh, standards and systems, engaging leadership, uh, communication. And then you have to make sure you have put in place the fiscal environment mm. that includes the work environment, re- remuneration and benefits, that includes your uh, skills and tools, you know, um, w- and also includes work-life balance. You know, but then, you, interestingly, work-life balance is not part of the psychological environment. It's part of the, the physical environment. The psychological environment, it includes recognition, 
do you recognize people when they do something that is great or 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 not um that includes growth and development what plans do you have for them to be able to grow them so that whilst i'm here i know that by the time i leave here i would have be able to pick up pick up things and improve myself does it include participation do you realize that there's only a few people who are always doing stuff and other people are not always involved because you always pick the people that you consider your best people mm-hmm. the other people don't get the opportunity to to participate is the work meaningful for them and and that really is deep because uh, what what is meaningful work meaningful work and yes. and how, why does it become meaningful for an a particular individual if you are not engaging that person you would not know whether the work that you give to them is meaningful or is not the kind of work they they want to do there's a certain uh, uh, we're, we're going to initiate some 360 degree assessment work and then when we do that we need to be able to capture some data and uh, um, before we made it um, uh, electronic. The, the team kept asking, why do we have to be the ones to type this, this thing in? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. we have to do the work for the money to come in. Mm-hmm. Then we realized that it, that bit of work is not meaningful for them. Mm-hmm. They want that thing to be, to be uh, done electronically. And then we, the meaningful part is analyzing the results. The data. So you need to look at what part of it is meaningful for them. And then um, whether they have a certain purpose and then belonging in the organization. So those mm-hmm things are rather key. And you know what? They sit the, the leaders of the teams can pick that one and make sure that they have side discussions with the teams because those are what sits in the mindsets of the, of the people. Remember when we spoke about um, um, emotional intelligence, we, we talked about the uh, uh, amygdala and, uh, and right. thalamus. Right. Yes. And so you realize that what is sitting in their mindsets? Are they burdened? What is helping them to make the decisions that they make? There are certain things that may be sitting there that they don't appreciate within the organization. It's making them make decisions that you don't know. Someone is sitting there probably just chatting, but you know he's sitting behind his laptop and he's working. He's not doing anything. And he's not working. He's not working. Just yeah. using resources. Exactly. So... Um, a lot of the time, to engage the people, you need to figure out certain two pieces of work, uh, of things. How they themselves, how they see themselves, mm-hmm. and how they see the world. Amazing that it might not be connected to your job, but if the person is, does not have self-confidence, does not have hope, mm-hmm. you know, optimism, resilience, ownership, you know, that individual himself is not really present. Mm-hmm. He is there, mm-hmm. but he's not present before you can look at how they see the organization. So those things need to be important for you to be able to appreciate the people you are working with in order for you to be able to help them. If you don't appreciate how they see themselves and, and how they see the world, you don't know how to make the work that you're going to give them meaningful. Exactly. Because you need to have a bit of an insight into the level of interpretation of what you're doing. Exactly. Which, which, is, which is when the assessment you're talking about comes in. Comes in, exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be pouring water into a basket, you know, whatever you do. Or a bucket with holes. With holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and be patching and it, patching it, yeah. but nothing is happening. Yeah. So so basically, you, you need to look at... The, uh, uh, now, like we are shifting even to, to the employee, you know, the uh, um, leaders and their followers. Mm-hmm. Now, we are looking at the, the followers because you, if you are going to lead them, you need to position them to be able to lead them. Mm-hmm. There are three key areas that you need to consider. First, what is their personal journey? 
how has their personal journey been like? And yeah. then how has their organi- what is their organizational journey? And then maybe the service journey. Um, the personal journey, you're going to be asking questions like, what is, has life been like? Where are they coming from? Mm-hmm. Where are they now? Where do they want to go? You know, and, and their current situation, current attitude, would it help them to get there? Those discussions, mm-hmm. it's good to be able to have with, have with your, your team. Because someone may be carrying, like I said, an emotional baggage that is important for you to know, to be able to help. Uh, uh, you know, because with that baggage, if he brings it to work, mm-hmm. he's not going to produce, produce much. And therefore, the potential that he has does not come out. And again, going back to some of what we talked about, remember we talked about, when we were talking about emotional intelligence, we also talked about the um, the, um, inborn uh, uh, abilities and then the acquired abilities. So their potential is the inborn abilities, Mm -hmm. and they are here so that you can add acquired abilities, knowledge, experience, and skills uh, to it. So if the potential doesn't come out, the acquired abilities would, you know, you cannot even be able to build on that. Mm -hmm. And you need to know that before you can do what you are doing, which is the EQ part, to be able for you for you to succeed. Otherwise, you remain uh, at zero. So you find that there are some people who are probably going through life mm-hmm. as passive passengers. <laughs> They're just sitting in the truck, just waiting for the day to end and to start, and then again. they are gone. You know, a passive passenger. Um, you have to tell them what to do. Otherwise, they are just there. If you don't. That you, if you realize there might be people in your organization, if you don't tell them to do something, they can sit there for the whole eight, nine hours. There are. Their bags, there are people like and that. And they'll go home. Yeah. Is it just who they are? It, because it, it, they, they must have passed a certain basic interview to, to you know, to, to, have to be able to, They might have gradually been disengaged and you didn't notice. Or they might be carrying a certain baggage. This is, this is like life kind of certain baggage that is weighing on them and they are, it, it has paralyzed them. They cannot continue to be doing what they, they are supposed to be doing. You know. So if you were a business owner and you had an employee like that, obviously you're not engaging enough, so you haven't noticed up until now. Exactly. How or, should you handle or, or it? You, you, you have engaged, or it's frustrating you. you know. But that is why I'm saying that look at their journey through life. That is how to handle it. Understand. You realize when you talked about the sustainability, even the bank are saying, mm-hmm. don't look at the core. Look at what also are in the peripherals. Mm-hmm. So also try to find out what exactly is there, how it is is the home life like. How you know is is the, all the other things. Mm-hmm. What is his you know like what did he plan to do mm-hmm. and where is he now and how is he getting there, you know, and and that's probably what is the cause for him being so passive, because uh, we always talk about the Pareto rule of eighty twenty. Okay. You still have the twenty who are active drivers and doing that, and then you are wondering about the twenty. But this time we are saying, uh, drill down into the twenty, and then try and move them to become also. And in the twenty, you find that uh, drill down people. into the eighty and try and move them to the twenty. Yes, mm-hmm. you know that that kind of thing. Because, and let me tell you why it's important. Followers and leaders co-create themselves. Mm. So if you have eighty uh, percent passive uh, passengers, your the way you work with them or react or treat them mm-hmm. is going to create your leadership style. Yeah, yeah, and it's either going to be a good one or a bad one in the sense that they will continue to say he's too controlling, he's authoritarian, but it's because they are also being in a certain way. So you have to find yeah. some uh, emotional intelligence approach to getting them to be part of the 20. 
So the next journey will be looking at which is the critical one, mm-hmm. the organization's organization journey, more or less. Because why? People spend more time at work than they spend with their loved ones. That's so if they're going to spend more time at work, then what they are doing there has to have meaning. So it has to be looked at. It has to be looked at. Yeah. If somebody is already passing through life as a as a uh, passenger, and it's you know, he will bring it to the office. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be able to let them understand the big picture of work, and then be able to help to position them, because the world of work has changed. It is not as cool and serene as it used to be. This time it's turbulent. And it's become smart. It's, it's become, become smart. Everything it, that it didn't used to be. Exactly. And if it's so turbulent, then that means that you need to do something about it. You remember the, uh, the, what you talked about, actively disengaged mm-hmm. and then disengaged. Um, the, the research I found was 29% of people in, in most organizations are actively engaged. Uh, the good thing, yes, the good thing is it's not even 20% now, it's 29 so that is good. 54% are disengaged. And then 17 are actively... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes... Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Disengaged. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's bad. So just to superimpose it on mm-hmm. this free-to-grow methodology that uh, I was talking about, mm-hmm. free-to-grow says that um, those who are actively engaged are the paddlers. You know, so they are paddling the, the, the organization to where yeah. it has to, however yeah. turbulent it is. Now, paddlers have to be active. Mm-hmm. If you, and, and paddlers have to also be in unison. Mm-hmm. If everybody decides to paddle the way they want, the boat will not even mm-hmm. move. So the paddlers are the ones who are moving the organization. And then the, the 54% mm-hmm. are the passengers who are put, just putting in time and, and not necessarily effort. Maybe a little bit of They're just effort. coasting. They're just coasting. You paid me to be here mm-hmm. for, to do this. This is what I'm doing. If one day if they feel like they would actually do something great. So occasionally, yeah, occasionally yes. But otherwise, they're cruising. Interesting conversation. I think I have one comment on social media. Um, it says, good day, Yao. I trust you are doing well and uh, great and excellent. I want to know if you have a leader who takes things personal. What can you do? Because Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, 
TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 